step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hogmaws confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. Hello, and welcome to Provocative Thoughts, intimately known as PT, striving to awaken those who are asleep, stimulate those who are awakened. Feed those who are starving and nurture those who seek to know. I am your host, Carlton Steed, a self-proclaimed student of life in the search, discovery, and revelation of life on life's terms. First, I'd like to thank Queen Mother for Real Media for allowing me to host this show. I'd also like to thank the creator for allowing me to be. You can contact this show by dialing 347 989-0180. Please press 1 to speak and hold on. You can also reach us on the Internet at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Queen Mother For Real and listen to the show live. You can also contact us on Facebook at Provocative Thought PT Organization. We would like to apologize to our callers who were unable to get on the air last week. For that reason, we will review our topic again this week. Tonight's topic, Black Killing Blacks 2. We have three guests, Mark Short, Tyrone Short, and Vincent Harris. Again, the statistics say the number one cause of death of the black man in the United States is black your guess man. Is on. Okay. Oh, your the guess. homicide rate is disproportionate and epidemic. Murder appears to be as fashionable as the latest pair of sneakers. Why the debased attitude about life, about taking a life for some and not for others? This group are anchored in systemic oppression, slavery, racism, capitalism, ethnocentrism, white supremacy, cultural indoctrination, misinformation, etc. How do we prevent this tree from bearing fruit? We'd like to welcome Vincent Harrington to the show. Hello. Hey. How y'all doing today? All right. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Steve, doing good. Okay, so... What's this been upon the reason why blacks are killing blacks at an alarming rate in the in this country? Because because no one is standing up for each other, you know, as long as it's not affecting that family. They don't care who kills who, as long as you don't mess with nobody that's in my family, I'm not saying anything and you go ahead and, and kill the next black man if you want to. But there's no unity. Or is it fear? Some of it is nowhere. I'm fearing if I do speak, you're going to come find me. And some of it is I don't care who did it. You know, like I said before, as long as you don't mess with my family. That's not the unity of the, of the 
for the uh, other people in your community. So that's that and unity in community. Therefore, whatever happens in the community, long as long as it happens outside of my uh, family or the community that I care about, uh, nothing happens. Nobody cares. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because you know what? If you're not in my house and you're not and no one in my house got killed by nobody outside, I'm not going to worry about what happened next door. Because you know what? If I'm not friends with you next door, I don't Well, what about what happened to the man next, living next door to you could happen to you? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know what? But they don't. Some, some, some people don't care about their neighbors. You know, you know, some people's neighbors are a pain to them, you know, and they want something to happen to them. So, you know, once it gets that way and something happens, you know, something happens to that neighbor that you don't like, then you are not going to say what happened to that person. Mm. Okay, we have this course in the black community, which in itself is like a fuel for and yep. animosity, discord, animosity. Uh, we don't have unity, and we seem to be a little selfish with our perception of how this violence may impact on or not on our particular uh, self or family unit or friends. Uh, a book has no name on it. Right. Nope, no name on it. If you right. get hit right. with it, you know, they get shooting. Right. Just to me, that, you, know, you don't have to like the people next door, you don't have to wish them dead. There's a lot of noise in the background. You got some noise in the background there, Austin? Right. Yeah. Can yeah. so you still hear it? I can't, I can't, it's not, not here, I'm not here. Yeah, okay. I can't hear you now. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I was, I was, I was, I'm at a barbecue, so I had to come in the front. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so, it sounds to me like you said uh, black people don't really like, uh, and some people in the community don't like each other. Nope. They can't, you know what, some people. I'm sorry. Why? It, it, you know what? It's just because, you know what? You could have, um, I could be in a bad mood one day, you know what? And, and you are just there and you say the wrong thing to me and you get pissed off at that person. And you know what? Every time you see him, you just don't like him. Don't got to be no real reason. Mm. Okay, so we have some uh, emotional. Deficits also. Is that right? Yes. So that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff you just missing that contributes to the uh, assaults and the murders in the in the black community. Basically, sounds like we had a lot of work to do in the black community. There's a lot of work to do everywhere. You know what? You know it, it's going to take it's going to take one person in in each neighborhood. You know. At each house to stand up for their block, so you know, so we can stop some of this crime. You know, if not, then you know it's going to continue. So okay, you know what I'm what I'm hearing you say is that I didn't even mention drug violence. You just you just talking about people's emotions that lead to aggression, or uh, animosity, aggression, and just basically I don't really care about you. Only care about right here. But we have this, some people have this tunnel vision. As long as it's not happening, get burning fires in front of my house. You can burn the house next to me down. Mm-hmm. And um, and and if you are, um, we call it selling drugs in my neighborhood, and you are, you don't know what you can be a male or female. You know what? You know what? And you don't have no family nearby. You're not going to say nothing to the guys outside, you know what, tell them to move because of what. So you mess with them, they, you know, they're messing with you. Okay, so that's, um, you can say that, that might be fear or self preservation. Right? Yeah, because you know what? You know what? I want to live to see the next day 
I'm not going to die because you want to sell something, you know, you know, on this block. Right. So it's not. I'm going. I'm going as far as to say that the neighborhood is not worth defending, or at least losing my life. Yep. Hmm. Because no what? No one else on that block is going to stand up for you or help you do it. So you're going. To, so you're going to not say nothing at all. Okay, so that's a lack of unity and support. So we, in the black community, we lack, that's a lot. And, you know, we lack unity, support, empathy, sympathy, a vision. We don't care about, we seem like we're a little selfish, but I don't know if it's, it's that kind of, it's not, that selfishness stems from fear sounds like more than, that I'm more than, people in the community being uh, selfish individuals. It's more like it's fear. Uh, because you have this animosity, you figure you don't have any backup. And maybe uh, people are out of control in the community. You don't want to risk your life. People in the black community don't want to risk their life to go up against people who will resort to violence to resolve their problem. Because as we know, as you said, that God's making money on the street sometimes resolve their issue with violence, which is, you know, very mm-hmm. so you know, no you no empathy, no unity. Man, so how do what do we need to do? Perfect standing up, what would he say? What would he do? And who would he stand up to? How would he stand up if he doesn't have the support, right? He steps to the guy sitting on the corner and say, Hey, did y'all move that somewhere else? I live here trying to raise my family here, and, you know, could you move your business somewhere um, away from my house? What happens then? Well, that's a, that's a that's a big if, you know, that person, in a way, if you, okay, in a way, if you was brought up in that kind of environment, then you could go, you know what, say, hey, you know what, do you mind moving yourself somewhere else? Okay, but if you not, you know, you know what I'm saying, <clears throat> if you're not been you know what, if you're not brought up that way, you want to raise that way, then you're not going to go outside and say, hey, you know what, move that thing somewhere else. Because, you know what, you know what's going to happen to you. So if you part of that game before, you know how to deal with certain, you know, certain things that's going on out here in the street. But if you're not, then you're not going to say nothing at all. You know, you're just going to be quiet and hope, you know, nothing, you know, you hope nothing happened to you. Well, what about calling the police? The, the police can't do anything if they're not selling nothing or they can see them selling. Because you know the cops are not going to chase down no drug dealer on the corner of no weed. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not going to do it. Because you know what? They're not going to go in there and start something. But you know what? When the cops come, they leave and they come right back. Okay, so there's no fear, healthy sense of fear. For the law in the in the community for uh, those individuals who are living outside of the law, profits from living outside of the law. So there's no healthy sense of fear, and there's not enough pressure or police presence to deter them from being there. Nope. Okay, so you, oh, would you go as far to say we have a lack of police presence or what are you saying? Has this to do with the police presence or the police can't be everywhere because they can't be everywhere? The police can't be everywhere. It's going to have to be a a, how you say, um, how you say a community. The community is going to have to want this element out their neighborhoods. You know, and most of the people there using it or they know who's selling it and when you're selling it, they're just paying my rent. So I'm not going to stop my money from coming in. So I need my money. So you go out, you know what? You go out there and sell it, okay? As long as you're getting the money from it, then no one's going to stop it. You know, until they make it illegal where you can have it, then then you know what I mean it's going to, you know, you know it's going to be more, it's going to cause more problems. Hmm. So. What's your take on the, the more spontaneous acts of violence in terms of a lot of that? You know, you got a lot of cliques in Philadelphia, in particular, who have wars, 
and you know, it's, who knows what these guys are fighting over. And um, you have the other element that they, for instance, they call the pizza man and, and kill him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And or just a, just a, just the guy that you know we had an incident in Winfield where this young guy robbed this man. Was, I think he was walking his dog and uh, murdered him after they, you know, before they left, they murdered the man for no apparent reason. They got what they wanted and murdered him anyway. Because, you know what, the, um, because the, the kids that did that, they're from their area, so the guy, you know, could have known them, you know, and, you know what, instead of them just robbing him, you know, and, you know, you know, and leaving him, you know, he can always call the police, you know what, I know these two. This is where they live at. Blah blah blah. So you know, you know what? They're only what fourteen, fifteen years old. So I guess they're emulating what they see. You know, and say, no, what? Let me. No, what? No, no, what? This, this man must die for no reason at all because no way he gave me what he had. You know what? If you're walking your dog, you ain't carrying no money on you no way. Okay. Well, you know that was actually a. Uh a white guy that they killed. But mm-hmm. I was speaking. I was. I was speaking in reference to, the, to that that attitude where uh, people are being robbed and murdered in the community, and the, the attitude that is instead of uh, fist fight. I asked the guy uh, a couple of years ago, you know, a while ago, you know, why do you guys shoot so much? And he said, basically, you get this, you might as well get the fist fight because all all he's gonna do is when I beat him. He didn't say it like that, but then when he beat that mm-hmm. guy, that guy gonna go get his gun. So he probably skips the fist fight and go right to the gun fight. So he said that's the reason why these guys just miss the shooting each other. So how do we deal with the the, the uh, attitude or idea that it's okay when we have a dispute in the community to gun somebody down? It's gonna take some time to talk to all the you know what everybody don't don't do automatically okay you know what let me go to the gun okay no no way it's the new generation now you know what that's coming up you know and you know you know at the at the that's the first thing they grab for you know is the gun you know if you're not with a group of guys and you by yourself he might have something on him okay and you know what and you don't know who carrying these there because it's easy to get a gun. Now, you know, you know, but, you know, you, you you have to pick your battles wisely, you know, and hopefully, you know, the person that you are getting into it with don't have a gun. Well, you know, he doesn't have to have a gun on him. Fight's over. He can go home. Or his buddy can give him a gun. I know an incident where a guy's buddy shot the guy that beat his butt up at the fight. You know what? Some of the guys want to see them fight, and you know, you know, and I guess they feel big and bad. You know, when they shoot you down, you know, you know, I guess they give them bragging rights on the street. Okay, so, so now in order to get bragging rights on the street, you have to be a murderer, a cold-blooded murderer. Because you know what? If I know that you kill somebody, I'm not gonna mess with you. Because you know what? I already know if we get into it. I better have something to take you before you take me. So that's kind of viral in the community then because if I know that if I get into something with you, I'm going to go through gunplay, then I need everybody out there that knows that is going to have to have their gun ready, either on them or be able to get to it, right? Yep. Because they're not going to back down from the guy just because he's murdering. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen that way. Just if you kill somebody, that doesn't make anybody afraid of you. That makes them aware of you. I'm aware that you will kill. It means that you ain't killing me with your hand, so that means you don't have to be shooting, which means I'm going to have to be shooting back or before you get to shoot. So, mm-hmm. in a sense, that makes the whole idea about this is a gunfight, no matter what happens with, with our hands or or whatever, if they get that far, it's going to be a gunfight. So it's going to happen. 
sooner or later. So it, it, that is perme- perm- permeating in the community that you have to basically what you just said is that I got to kill you. If I have a problem with you, I'm going to kill you. It seems like it's no talking. You know, it's no taking a uh, licking and keep on ticking. You know what I'm saying? It's no shaking hands and afterwards, uh, you know, or maybe it is. Maybe that does happen. But it's a chance that it won't. You know? Because you know what? Nowadays, if you do fight with your hands, they take it a little further. You know what I mean? You know, they friends egg it on or they want to see you knock out that person. So, you know, everybody has a cell phone, and then, you know what, instead of you breaking the fight up or getting your man out of there, you, your cell phone out, you know, you're taping the whole thing. So, so there's an appetite for violence in the black community. Yep, yeah, they, they want to know what, know what, as long as it's not me getting beat up, you know what, they're going to tape it. Okay, when you getting beat up, you okay, know what, you know what, you don't want to see that part of you getting beat up because you know what, it's embarrassing. Right. That's it. Well, it's just a little embarrassing to lose. Nobody likes to lose. Everybody likes to win it. I understand that. But there's got to be a winner and a loser when you engage in a fight, a, a physical fight. So maybe the, maybe the escalation techniques need to be employed in the uh, community. About that, you know what? Nowadays, you know what? You know what? Some of the parents want their kids to fight, <laughs> so they're not getting beat up in school or, or someone picking on them. So some parents teach their kids at a young age to go fight people. They teach them to defend themselves with violence against violence, or do they teach them to start fights? What do you think? No, they teaching them. You know what? You beat somebody up first before they beat you up. So know what? So don't be no little punk, little boy. Getting you know what? You getting hit on, you come home crying. You know what? You know what? I don't, I don't want to see you. You know what? For some parents, don't want to hear about you getting beat up on a school. You know what? But they rather hear you know what? My son did this to this boy in school because he says I'm to him. Okay, you know. Yeah, because you know what? Say, say a kid goes to school, right? And the kid is picking with him or saying something to him, but he never, he never, he never, he never put his hands on him. But right. the kid said, "You know what? I'm tired of talking." You know what? And go hit him, or he pick on a kid that he knows ain't no fighter and beat him up. Definitely, I'm wrong. You know, the parent gonna say that the first thing. The first thing the parent gonna say is, "What did that kid do to my son?" Okay, it's never, what did my son do? What did, what did the other kid do to, for, my son, to, for my son to hit him? Right. So you know, like in like um, a school, yeah, like, a, like at um, one of the schools, you know, and Cook, when a girl stabbed another girl. I mean, okay, they were best friends, but a pair of scissors, and she stabbed the girl. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, girls, when they fight, they talk about it first before they go get them. So, somebody knew that they were going to fight, but no one said nothing about it. So, you always talk, you always, you always tell, you always tell somebody something before you do it. Okay, so you're saying people were anticipating this fight. Between the girls, they want to see it. Therefore, contributing to. Yep. You know what? They didn't know it's gonna go that far, but they knew that they was gonna fight. They know she's gonna grab, 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 you know, grab, uh, grab a, a pair of scissors and go stab somebody with them. Right. But they knew that they were going to fight sooner or later, you know, because the tension between the two wasn't good. So, you know, when you have tension, you know what, they built up. You know, and sooner or later, something something is going to happen if no one, you know, is talking to them about it. Okay. 
Okay, so sounds like there's a lot of emotions involved. She's stabbing her best friend. Something happened there that caused her to want to do that to her friend. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So a lot of emotional okay. stuff going on there, right? Yep, because you know what? Some parents say if you can't beat them, grab something. Can't beat them. And, uh, okay, that's a, as a matter of fact, if you can't beat somebody, you can grab something and win the fight. That's true. So, how do you feel about that? You know what? Then, then if you gotta grab something to beat somebody, then you don't need to be fighting. You know what? If you can't beat me with two hands, you know what? If you can't beat me with your two hands and and your mouth you're talking with, then you know, you know what? You don't need to fight. You know what? If you get in trouble, just walk away. Yeah. Have another caller. Hello. Hold on for a minute, uh, Mr. Harrington. Hello. Welcome mm-hmm. to Provocative Thought. Hello. Yes. Hello. Welcome to Provocative Thought. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. This is a Mark. I, I was supposed to call in as a guest. My grandson had my phone on uh, airplane mode. Oh, okay. All right. How are you doing? This is Mark Short, one of our guests. Yeah. Uh, talking about uh, the uh, couple of assaults and the black community, also the uh, black killer, black, but all this is Harrison. Um, Mark Short, Harrison. So, would you like to uh, add to that? Uh, yeah. Um, one of the things. This, this is still a continuation from last week, right? Um, mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter, uh, 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 black on black crime, black killing black, black killing black. Uh, yeah, you know, I can relate to that because I come up, I come up under that, you know, uh, and 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 you know, like a lot of that has to do with identity, man. And I say this because you know, during the time we were coming up. We were shooting. We were shooting at other gangs, and we didn't know why we were shooting at them. But when we really looked at the situation, we were fighting over a street, and the street didn't even belong to. So we don't. We didn't even own the neighborhood, and we were shoot, and we were shooting at each other because we, you know, I used to be from Hoop Street, and we we would give our lives to protect this street, you know. And then when we, you know, as you get older, you come to find out that you really fit your for identity. You know, that's why I say it's, you know, it was a it was an identity situation. And today, you know, we still have that. We are still trying to find who we is as a people, especially as young black men, you know, growing up in America, you know. I, I, I can honestly say this as a young black man, you know, um that uh, I was uh actually, I was actually um taught to hate, you know, my, my brother, you know, you know, that he was my enemy. And come to find out that wasn't the situation. You know, it was it was it was deeper than it was deeper than it was deeper than the street. You know, and come to find out that I I didn't know who I was as a person. I was searching for identity. Um, and we have that same mentality today amongst our youth. And it's basically, if you if you ever notice, we're we're in competition with one another. And and you know it's just like you know, and I believe that it's taught in the homes because you know as a little kid, you know when kids grow up, you know, and they and the information they get, a lot of times they get it from the home and then they get it from the street, you know, and and, and most of the kids or the black kids were, were taught, you know, that you're better than the next one, and you know I remember going to school if you didn't have a, a, a the, the latest pair of shoes or the latest. Um, pair of pants on, you would consider it as a nut. You consider it as, you know, you know, like a low class, right? So we were actually in competition. We we was comparing ourselves, you know, we we were really searching for who we really was as people, identity. And and today you see that. You know, a lot of a lot of my friends are then graveyard right now because of Hoosby. And and it's funny because I'm at a Hoosby reunion right now. You know, I had a Hoosby reunion and some of the guys that I haven't seen in years, you know, we seen I have seen today. But if you ask any of them guys, you know, uh, 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 you know about how they was how they grew up and their situation, they would tell you the same thing I'm talking about. We were searching for identity. We were trying to find out who we was as a people. And when you look at the same mentality 
is passed down to our younger generation is is toward at home. You know, I, I you know our parents sometimes will tell our kids that um. Oh, you, you know, I want you to have the best clothes on. I don't want you to be like the neighbor. I don't want you to be like that next kid. So it's more or less a, a, a competition type situation. Or they're put in situations where they're they are forced to be to be challenged or be in a challenge situation, and that shouldn't be the case, you know, because you know even even the Bible teaches you, you know, God created all of us the same. You know, none of us are better than anyone, you know, in the Bible and the Quran. And I just use that for an example. You know, um, a lot of my, uh, you know, uh, peers were basically forced to fight one another because of a street, street called Hoop Street. And that street is still standing today. And most of the guys died or dead right now for that street. And if you were asked any of these guys today, was it worth it? Was it worth dying for who speak? They would tell you no. You know, and 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 and, and like I said today, we having a reunion. You know, but when I when I go to the reunion, I look at the reunion. I don't look at it as you know, uh, I'm representing who speak. I'm representing my people as as human beings. You know, thank God that He allowed some of us to still be alive today, and we could come together and see that we were actually fighting other neighborhoods which we call some neighborhoods with June Street, Lex Street, the Moon. You know, if, if anybody out there listening, they would know some of the things that I'm talking about. And, and right. it just didn't happen in my neighborhood. It happened all over, you know. And, and, and today, you know, we had this reunion. And, when, and then the reunion that we had today, everybody was there. All the people from June Street, Lex Street. And it's funny because the same way we are celebrating our life today and we're having what you call a Who Street reunion, is that every corner that we fought is there, you know, and we were hugging and eating and sitting down laughing, and we were thinking, you know, today, how stupid we were. We were fighting and killing each other over a street that didn't even belong to us. But one of the things I really wanted to touch on, I think it's deeper than what with, with, with sometimes you, you, you are said to be. This thing is, is deeply rooted in the system, and I say it's this, you know, my experience is that a lot of things are put in black neighborhoods so that they can fail. You know, uh, if you look around, you see every corner you walk on in West Philadelphia, there's a deli on every corner, there's a poppy store on every corner. And and the reason why I say this is when I see the poppy stores, we've been living in these neighborhoods for years. How come we don't own any of these stores? And, and, and then you get to wondering, you know, all blacks are not lazy. And then, you know, some people say, oh, because, you know, you're lazy, and they not, you know, and then you get, you get, you get what you call Spanish come over here, and then you get the, the Koreans come over here, and they own properties, and they own the same neighborhoods, own same stores in our neighborhood that we lived in and fought for years fighting over these streets. But then you got another culture of people coming and own it. And then they'll continue to sell you the same stuff that they're keeping you down. And most of these stores, that are put on our corner selling blunts, you know what I mean? They sell stuff that you can use, but when you really look at it, a lot of the stuff, you know, are harmful, you know, and you can say, well, well, you can choose to buy what you want to buy, but when you look at it, it's deeper than that because you're not going to go up in and, and basically uh, uh, what you call Caucasian neighborhood and find all those stores. You're not going to see a deli on every corner. Not gonna go in a Jewish neighborhood and see a deli or bar in every corner. I think a lot of this is put in the black neighborhood so that they can fail and, and so that there can be a lot of violence. Because if you if you put drugs in a neighborhood or you remove the the parent, which is called man from the household, because at one time they would remove the father. Uh, a, a woman was um, told that they could not get a project. Housing, or they couldn't get low-income housing unless, you know, the man wasn't there. If the man was there, they would, you know, they wasn't uh, able to get it. So that that's one step of um, of a failure. If you remove the head, what happens? The body will fall. So when you remove the head, which is the man, it, it tells you the man is the head of the household. And once you remove that, that means the body, the body going to fall. And what's that? That's a recipe for chaos. That's just one example. 
was first thing was removed from the uh, the black man's home was the father. The second is if that if you allow the kids to grow up without their head, then you got a recipe of kids growing up challenging their mother. And, and what happens is that the kids become the head of the household, and then once that happens, is that the mother has no um, control over the kids. And then what happens with that? The kids go out in the street, start committing crimes, well, you know, they locked up. So when you really look at the black on black crime, a lot of that is a recipe that was already stirred up and put in the pot. You know, I know for a fact, if you change your thinking and change your, not even your environment, just change your thinking. And, and we talk about changing environment. Environments have a lot to do with your thinking. If, if, if you see every corner that's tore down housing, there's nothing being fixed up, it, it makes you wonder about yourself. You're like, and then when you go out of your neighborhood, you start seeing all these beautiful homes, it makes you think too. So, so you know, I look to a lot of uh, our politicians responsible for a lot of the, uh, the, the black-on-black crime because if you don't have anything in the neighborhood worthwhile, uh, uh, like, like schooling or either, a, you know, like buildings that kids can go in and, and actually do something constructive, uh, you know, it, it, any kind of project that can keep them off the corner instead of putting delis on the corner. You can spend the money or you can give other foreigners, you know, to come over here and you will give them a loan so they can open up a deli in a, in a black neighborhood and the recipe is basically they're selling beer and blunt. What that, that does, that even destroys the neighborhood even more. So it's just like the black neighborhood has been drained and been, and been you know, sucked like vampires. Every race came over here since I've been living has sucked every uh, 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 strength out of the black neighborhood. When I say it's, it's all the resources they done sucked up. So now you leave the black guy on the corner or the black young roots on the corner. They don't really have nothing to do. So if, if, if you don't have any schooling, but they will rather build, they will rather uh, uh, go out and spend money on, on permits of fixing highways instead of fixing up the buildings and making constructive sites for these young kids to go in and uh, put computers in there and teach them, you know, how to run computers. You know what I mean? And it can go on, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm just saying... The recipe of anything, it got to be a good recipe. If you want, if you want something, to, if you bake a cake and you want the cake to come out good, you got to put good stuff in it for it to come out good, even taste good. We're well, the same way within a neighbor, a neighborhood. So we have you know, anti-life ideology flowing in the black community. That's what you're saying. Basically, that's what it is. It, 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 see, people don't believe this. You got, you got some people. When I say this, some people. Are pay will pay are paying millions of dollars. I got proof, millions of dollars to keep the black youth down. I know it for a fact. I've seen it done. I've been incarcerated. I came out. I see how it works. The first thing they tell you when you get incarcerated, they don't have they didn't they didn't have any any construction when they put it, when I went to jail. They they gave you a number. They they locked you up. There was nothing educational in there. They don't force you to go to school. It's basically you just work. And sometimes any kids you work tonight, and the first thing they tell you when they release you, you'll be back. And that is right there, the recipe to free so you can't come back. And if the young black youth don't wake up and see what's going on, they will continue to follow that same road. It's almost like the yellow brick road. When Dorothy and the Tin Man and all of them, if they would have stayed on the yellow brick road, they would have been fine. But they actually got off the yellow brick road, then they had to find their way back. And I use that for example. Any road that we was given to follow positively, they've been took that. You know, we lost our way a long time ago. Now we got to find our way back. And the only way we can find our way back is, first of all, we got to stop shooting at one another. We got to understand that, that we're, we're, we're focusing on the next black youth saying that he's the enemy and what he's not. The enemy is the system. And, and, and if you don't think it's the system, look at who carries all the resources. Most people will tell you, most young black youth will tell you, I commit a crime because I needed money, or I commit a crime because, I, you know, I didn't have a good job. So now what it boils down is, is money. So they kill the next man over money. But if you stop building 
unnecessary things that's not useful. It's like what you call a bridges to nowhere. You know, Hillary Clinton said that years ago, you know, all these money was spent to a bridge to nowhere. And they were spending millions of dollars on bridges to nowhere. They need to take that resource money, stick it in the neighborhood, build computers, give them jobs. I, I do agree with Trump on this. You got a lot of foreigners come over here, you know what I mean, like the Mexicans. They are they are the ones now is basically holding the job. And then you got some people say, well, they're not lazy and the blacks are lazy. That's bull crap. I know a lot of people that want jobs and not lazy because it was designed that way. This is why I say I have the proof, the, the, you know, to the, the speak on that there's things put in the young blacks way so they can fail and fall. Things like that. They 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 wouldn't. They probably not give them black youth the job and give it to the Mexican and pay him and pay him lower salary and and, and continue to allow to uh, the black young youth to to, to uh, go out there and and put violence on one another so they know if they're not working so the recipe is the next thing is they got to stick somebody up and rob and what happens is they they put drugs in the black neighborhood and what happens with that that's a recipe for what crime murder. You know what I'm saying? Chaos. So they know what they're doing. This is why I say it's bigger than what it what people say to be. Because like like we don't have we don't have any vote. We don't have any way of getting these drugs in America. How are these drugs getting in America like that? You got every corner you walk on, you got you got marijuana, you got hash, you got heroin, you got cocaine. So you gonna tell me that there's young black youths are going out of town and bringing all these drugs in? No. They're being put in the neighborhood and then we'll be used these young kids are being used as scapegoats when they get busted. But it's a bigger what it is 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 a bigger source than than, than than what it meets because if I get busted with a couple of pounds a couple of uh, 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 pounds on me, you gotta understand there's some kilos coming from somewhere else. There's somebody else that's flying. The, the grams and the quarters. And it sure ain't these young blacks. So you got to first what you're dealing with. If you don't know what you're dealing with or what you're up against, then you'll never find your way. You'll never find your way back. You know what I mean? And, and you'll never have a, 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 a any type of surroundings that mean anything until you begin to change your thinking. Man, I was going to say So you said yeah. the oppression conditions facilitate oppressive states of mind, which in turn leads to aggression, violence, and murder in the community? Definitely. Definitely. Because it ha- most of these young kids are killing each other up. It's over basically drugs, petty drugs. You know what I'm saying? If you ask most of these young black men, what, what, what did you shoot the guy for? He owed me some money. <laughs> Uh, uh, I gave him, I gave him some drugs, and he messed my drugs up. Basically, messing these homicides is over that. You know what I'm saying? Every now and again, you know, but but it's deeper than money. It, it, it's not just drugs and money. It's identity. If you take a person and you strip him of who he, who he, who he were and where he came from, then if you don't know where you came from, how are you gonna know where you're going? See, first of all, you got to understand where you come from. You know what I'm saying? And, and one of the things is you got to recognize that you, you, you like, like it, it is a lot of prejudice still here in America. You know what I mean? But people don't want to stop and, and, and really look at it for what it really is. You know what I'm saying? You know, if I go apply for a job and, and the next person may go apply for, he might be a white kid, they're going to give it to him, put him in and give it to me. Uh, for fine example, if you go in the store, they're going to follow you around before they follow uh, the white kid around. So we, you know, we dealing with we dealing with a lot of what you call, you know, um, uh, 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 um, people that been, been been disfranchised, been been misled, and is being passed down to the next generation. I just told you in terms of we are challenged, we are challenged for one another, and we shouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? You know, one of the, one of the things the slave masters did when, when he it was a guy by the name of Willie Lynch. Willie Lynch told them when, it, when, the, when the black man was brought to America, and you talk about black on black crime, it wasn't just black on black crime just started to happen. It, it was actually blacks were put to put to 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 fight and kill one one another. They were they were put into a situation told that they were never nothing. So you know one of the things were that that they made us um, 
you know, our ancestors hate one another, and they tell them to look in the mirror and say that black was bad. If you notice anything that 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 was dealt with, black was always bad. You can tell a white lie, but you can't tell a black lie. If you want to tell a lie, a lie is a lie. Whether it's white or black, but but today they still tell you that you can tell a, a white lie, a little a little white lie, but you can't tell a black lie. Here's another one. You know, a uh, 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 prime example. You know, uh, uh, if you if you um if you of a certain uh, uh, status of, of people, you're not qualified. You know what I'm saying? Which is bullshit. You know what I mean? You got you, you know some of the, some of the most famous people that helped build this country and put it together with black men. But but we're never actually given the credit for even Obama. This man been president. He did more. He did more. Obama did more for this country than any president that I've seen since I've been alive. Here, here it is. We haven't talked with Cubans. I've been to Cuba since what? The, since the sixties. You know what I'm saying? Obama went over there and, and just talked to the people just like you would want to be treated. He treated them just like they want to be treated. And now here it is, Americans going into Cuba. You know what I'm saying? It's little things. It's not it's not that simple just to to to, to uh deal with what it really is. You know, see Donald Trump are saying the things that some people really want to say and I I I, I kinda admire him for him coming out speaking his mind because you got what you call a lot of hitting hitting a, a, a race race people, you know, like with the race mentality, but they won't come out and say it. Donald Trump come right out and speak what's on his mind. This is why a lot of people and and, and, and on on the Republican side are voting for him because he's saying the things that they really want to say. And if and if black men stop looking at each other as their enemy, I think that's one start of getting help. There's one start of them not shooting at one another. They was told and they was put in a situation that they were enemies and they're not. You know what I'm saying? I was question. told that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What about the people who live in the same conditions that choose not to murder and shoot? What about those people? How, that, how do they do that? Because as we know, all people in the community are not murderers or quick on the draw, and, you know, that's not the way they solve their, their problems, right? Everybody in the black community are not that way. So right, the people who aren't that way, how did they manage to maintain that, that type of, of mental stability and emotional stability? How did, how did they manage to do that? How did you manage to do that? Well, see, one of the things is, is that I accepted God in my life, and this is how I manage it. I manage it through pure understanding of knowing right from wrong. Don't care what color you is. Don't care where you're from. And, 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 you know, once I accepted that, I realized I look at every man as pretty equal, and he's my brother. Okay? That's how I manage it, how I look at it. Where, where some people may not look at it like that. Some people are weak-minded. Some people are led just by their instincts or led off of how they feel. And most of the people that, that go out and just kill somebody off the top of their head, they're being led off their feelings. See, you can't you can't act off your feelings. You can't act off everything you feel. And some people are rational. Some people can, can think about things and, and don't get emotional over it. And don't, you know, it's just like relationships. You know, some people can, can be in a relationship with the person, leave them. Some people want to kill them. Oh, she left me. So they, they act off their feelings and kill the person. And some people, well, you know, the person well, leave them so they, you know, so you they, they get through it by, by just using their actual common sense. You know, okay, but I think so. that's, a, that's a start. If, if the young black Don't kids... So emotional, I, you're saying you say we should not Good. be so emotional. That's what you're saying? You know, if you can't act you can't act off your feelings. If I acted off everything I felt, I probably would be in jail. You know, if I acted off everything I felt, I probably you know, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have my freedom because I probably wanna hurt hurt a lot of people because I felt a certain way. I think it has a lot to do with, with, with your, you know, your, your your inner self in terms of not acting off your feelings is doing the right thing for the right reason. You know, a person can 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 uh, hit you, and, and and maybe you might say, well, 
I let them get I let them get that get away with that because you plan the whole take through and you looking at not only if you do something wrong you might kill them and you might end up in jail so you gotta sometimes you, you have to use the who you can't act off of emotion. Hello, and that's that's what a lot of these young kids are operating off of their feelings and they're operating off basically emotions and they need they need young men. Like, even, like, what Malcolm said back in the day, you know what I'm saying? If you don't know where you came from, how you going to know where you're going? So Malcolm was a rational person. You know, he, he Malcolm was, was, was uh, dehumanized, you know, and he was lied on. And he went to Mecca. When he met, went to Mecca and came back, he was told that the white man was a devil. But when he went to Mecca and came back and found out, it wasn't just the white man was a devil. It was also the black man was a devil, too. The devil was anybody that carried that devil devil in the so, so when you say, how do you deal with situations, look at Malcolm, how he dealt with it. And this is how I see with common sense. You can't go on with somebody tell you. You've got to go on, put yourself in a situation, and how would you react to it. And this is Can how I make a I comment? Yeah. 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 Mr. Harrison, how you doing, Ben? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to, to make a comment about the black people being lazy. Some of, right. some of the black some of the black people are lazy, and they get mad because the Mexicans or whoever will take a job that they don't want to take because of what it's not paying them the millions of dollars to work. Okay, they they trying to live off the of basketball or the football dreams. You know what? We try to make the fast money because I'm going out there and busting their butt to have a long morning. You know, job. You know, or have your own lawnmowers. You know, and you know, mm. and go around cutting grass. They're able to sell drugs, rob people. You know, instead of working hard to get, you know, to get to, to get the things you want in life. You know what I mean? It's not about being lazy. It's about not, you know, what they don't want to take the bottom feeding jobs that some of the yeah. people you know what that's coming over from Mexico saying that you know what I don't got no money at all. I'm gonna take whatever you're giving me and. We get mad at them because they 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 taking all the jobs. They take all the jobs that we don't want to take. Right. Okay. Yeah, but, so, I mean, that's true. That's true. Black black yeah, people. I hear somebody else in the background. Hold black on, man. Brother Art. Brother Art is on the phone. Brother Art. Art comes through. Hey, brothers, how y'all doing? How you doing? Doing good. All right, I'd like to make a comment on a, on on young black people being lazy too, man. First, I like to say that I don't believe it because when I drive by in the morning on my way to work and I see people going on the bus in my neighborhood, the bus is full of crowded black people going to work from my neighborhood. I know that's and, right. And when I go on McDonald's or Wendy's or wherever I need an emergency meal at, there's black kids in there serving that food. So mm-hmm. I, I disagree with stereotyping young black men as being lazy. I think it's not enough opportunity out in there the street you to accommodate all the people that need work. I agree with I, that. I agree with you. I, I think that I, I I think that the people who hold the power to hire hire people over the black, and that's why the black men don't have a job. But when you if you see what I see when it's time to go to work in the morning. The power receptor is black power. Everybody on the black. Come on. So I'm an employee of young black people. I mean, an employer of young black people. And it's been young black people that kept me in business for the last 33 years. Mm. So I, I don't. I never hired a Mexican to work for me in this one. I would think. So I would you know, think. I'm proud of the brothers and sisters, man. And also, like the before it gets late, I like to elaborate on the anger issues of, of, about murder. I think that I, I think that once a human being learns to value his own life, he will take the life of another. Hold on, Arby, can't hear you. I think that once a human being learns to value his own life, right. they are very hesitant to take the life of another. Hmm. I heard that. Self-esteem. Yeah, you know, and I think 
I think we got to take this all the way back to the basics, man, of a lack of education of all the reasons why we shouldn't of exactly what a human life is. And, and a, a lot of us don't know what a human life is, what a human being really is. We just think we want another, but a human being is God's creation, man, and a lot of us are lost touch with that. You know, I just wanted to say that right there, brothers. You know, I enjoy listening to y'all, man. I, I listen to y'all every Saturday. I, I just don't talk a lot. I appreciate the car. Like the All young right, man, right. the young man that spoke, I you know I, I I agree with him. I don't think it's you know the, the opportunity out there is a lot of that for black men for jobs. You know, one well, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Call it. Call it. Hello. Yes. Hi. I just wanted to um say before your show comes to a close um that um, there was some real wisdom imparted unto us today from a couple of brothers that had the opportunity to speak. And as an African-American female, um, I'm really um, glad that I had the opportunity to hear what these brothers were saying. And I think that um, the next step is, now that we have these pearls of wisdom, how do we begin to nurture it? You know, how do we begin to um, use some of this knowledge that was imparted on us today I'm in our communities, in our homes, in our churches, you know, on our jobs, because um, they really, uh, really hit home for me as I as I listen to your show today. So I just thank you for the opportunity to give um, people a format to be able to uh, discuss and be able to have some dialogue around these issues that face our community every single day. Um, that we can we can learn from it. So I just thank you for that opportunity today, and I appreciate all the brothers that had a comment. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So we need to value life, value ourselves, right? And I heard you, uh, Mark, you, you mentioned that, uh, that these base conditions which people live in contribute to their base idea about themselves and their environment. Is that right? Hello? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We need to lift each other up. That's what the brother Art is saying. We need, and, and the sister is saying, we need to lift each other up. Right? Okay, so this subject is not a, just a subject we're going to talk about twice a year. The longest we are killing each other at a disproportionate epidemic rate of what we Okay, I want to thank all our listeners, our guests, Mr. Harrington, Mr. Short, our callers, Brother Art. I thank you guys for participating on the show today. And I want, as the sister said, everyone to think about taking a step, small step, because I personally believe everything happens in increments, small increments, nothing just happens overnight. Not too many things happen like that. So we want to everybody reach out, teach someone, teach them something positive, give them positive encouragement, positive reinforcement. I want to thank Queen Mother for Real Media for allowing me to host the show, Mr. Jones, for being instrumental and having me on the show. And again, I want to thank everybody and I hope that you tune in next week for our next show. So free to call. Don't forget to press 1. All you guys who are listening, I hope one day that you uh, press the number 1 and let us know what you're mm-hmm. thinking. The more you share, the more the, the, the more information you share. Remember, this show is for us to communicate, not for me to just 
give you a bunch of information and indoctrinate anybody. We're not trying to do that. We're just trying to spark. Start a spark. We want to spark get everybody conversing about what ails us, what ails our community, what ails black folks, what ails the community abroad, just what's going on. Let's start talking about it, and let's not stop talking. And then let's start walking. Tonight. See you next week. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.